up, everyone? This is Must Go Faster, a pop culture podcast for the people. I'm your co-host, Ben Brandlinger, broadcasting from Brooklyn. And I'm Robert Denfeld, out in Long Beach, California. So in this episode, Rob and I are going to each talk about a pair of new rap albums and discuss some summer movie buzz, including a review of the new Edgar Wright movie, Baby Driver. But first, we have to touch on this new Jay-Z album, 444, oh, yeah. which was just released yesterday. We're recording this on a Saturday, so this is uh, hot off the press. Um, Rob, we're both fanatics of Jay-Z. He is your all-time favorite rapper, I believe. Yeah, is, that, that, is that correct? That is correct, yeah. yes. So um, we're, going, we're both still processing this album, and we'll probably revisit it at a later date and do kind of like a long-form review, but uh-huh. we had to touch on it. Uh, maybe we'll do a top five Jay-Z songs or albums at a later date. I'm already um, stressed. So this al- <laughs> right, yeah, just even thinking about a top five. I mean, man, I- I'm flustered. Uh, so <laughs> this new album, 444, is his first since 2013's Magna Carta, Holy Grail. Mm-hmm. Uh, not as pretentious as a title as that one, I would <laughs> right. say. Um, so neither of us are title or sprint users. So since this was an, an exclusive for those two uh, platforms, uh-huh. we had to go um, go in the black market, and I, I forwarded you a, a Dropbox file of MP3s last night, which my brother had passed along. Very grateful. So, um, of Thanks, course, Joe. of course, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not a fan of the the title and Sprint exclusives, right. but that can be a topic for another time. So let's kind of just get into some initial impressions. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think you know something that really stood out to me is it's, it's only 10 tracks. Mm-hmm. So it seems like it's, it, you know, there's no interludes. It's a very kind of precise con- and concise, yeah. uh, 10 track album, 36 I noticed, minutes. Yeah. I noticed a lot of the, the media headlines, like on Twitter, of course they want to just call out how lyrically a lot of it's in response to specific lyrics from lemonade. Yeah. And I don't really care as much about that. I'm right. more, you know, just into the music itself. But when you're married to Beyonce, I can understand that that's going to get a lot of media attention. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think as I tech, oh, I don't know if I told my favorite track is I was going to ask track you. three. Okay. Smile. Smile. Okay. Uh, which is, I think really stood out to me as the strongest track. It's one I'll be playing throughout the summer. Jay-Z's flow is really strong it's it's a hard flow like he's going in especially in the second half i mean he goes on some amazing runs uh-huh. the beat is super smooth and has a really nice like vocal sample yeah featuring um, what, featuring gloria yeah. carter his mom who's been on other songs in the past right yeah yeah is that her yeah it was, yeah that's his i didn't mom. know that at first uh nice shout out to gloria right but yeah what was your what were your like initial impressions on kind of the first spin of 444 yeah I, I mean i'm glad you mentioned smile because that song didn't stand out to me i've only listened to that song once um mm. so last night i gave the the whole album just a listen through and then went back and listened to a few of the songs again and this morning again um yeah, that one didn't stand out to me, but uh, I'm sure it's you know really good. I want I'm excited now to listen again. But um, caught caught their eyes featuring Frank Ocean mm. um, stood out to me. It's really catchy, uh, really good flow by Jay Z. Um, you know Frank Ocean's voice on any chorus is you know nice and soothing. Um, Four forty four. The the title track is really interesting it's it's probably jay-z and beyonce's like most well i mean it's only jay-z on the song but it's all personal stuff about their relationship and i mean it was it's unbelievable how personal i mean they talk about like a miscarriage and like the the thing with solange and the elevator that little fight that was all over social media a few i don't know a year ago or whatever um right right. you know all this personal stuff about their relationship and their kids and yeah it's very introspective and confessional yeah uh yeah i was kind of taken aback by it when you consider the stardom of i mean these are the two of the 10 most famous people of the last 20 years (laughs) like you know that are married to each other and have a family been in the public spotlight for so long and Uh Yeah, I mean, I definitely respect any, you know, who just kind of, like, lets it all out yeah. in their art. You know, it, it takes, you know, you got to become, like, very secure with yourself and vulnerable. Right. And, I mean, hey, if, if Beyonce and Jay-Z aren't secure with themselves, then I don't know who is. Yeah, really. Um, They're about to be billionaires. <laughs> right. I, you know, so, uh, um, yeah, that track, though, 444, that stood out to me, especially from a lyrical point of view. I mean, yeah. I think the production 
as with any Jay-Z album, is really strong throughout. I mean, mm-hmm. Jay-Z is great at selecting the right producers and beats to work with. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw No ID produced a lot of it, if not mm-hmm. maybe all. Um, there's parts of the album that sound a little sloppy. I don't know, just yeah. the way Jay sounds on certain tracks almost looks like He's not giving it his all, but he could be just kind of trying out new flows. It's kind of yeah. hard to tell with him sometimes. I was going to um, say, it's sort of like uh, different different sorts of flows by Jay-Z. Um, maybe, I don't know if it's like trying out certain things, but just it's a little more of like an introspective and very personal throughout. And it seemed like he was, uh, you know, going, for, you know, all these songs are being like broken down already in social media and like yeah. people are talking about who, who's he, who's he referring to? Is it Kanye West or Drake? And you know, like right. all these different, uh, attacks on people and people are breaking down every single word. So maybe it was just a little too much of like trying to fit things in. I, it's hard, it's hard to say, but I mean, overall there's like a ton of head bobbers on here. I thought, I mean, I, I did not expect it to be this good. Is mm. would be my initial impression. Um, yeah. It's good. Marcy, I, yeah. So, uh, real quick, uh, to get back to like my favorite songs, just on the first listen, um, Marcy Me yeah. probably stood out as maybe my favorite on the first listen because it's just like a throwback old school classic Jay Z beat, like drums and piano and reasonable doubt uh, style yeah exactly and it starts out with a quote from big like he or notorious big um Mm -hmm. which he's done in the past and it's like it's all about marcy and his upbringing um i just love it and nice uh short and sweet uh bam featuring damian marley which is one track that people are breaking down as like a a beef track with kanye like i don't care about that i just haven't heard that yeah, That's I saw that this morning on Twitter. I don't, I don't know. There's so what, much speculation about <laughs> yeah. like, what does this mean, man? You know, a, right. a lot of it, I think, is like more just like fans like think reading too far into things. But right. I don't know. It's fun. It's always fun to like speculate. Um, yeah. But well, yeah, I'm excited to spend more time with this album. It's definitely you know new Jay Z content. When I heard it was just going to be released on title, I was like, well, I. I guess I'll never hear it, you know? <laughs> like, right. It's like, uh, sure as hell I ain't signing up for... Well, I've, I did the free trial title to hear Life of Pablo, I think, last uh, year. Um, but I think, like, I can't use my email again to, like, sign up for another free trial. Uh, <laughs> right, right. And, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, that's I think it's a whole other separate discussion about this world of exclusives. Especially, I mean, I can understand if it's, like, Apple Music, where they have already a huge base. But, like, uh-huh. title is such a small piece of the market share. And, like, do an exclusive with an artist as big. Yeah. And you know, with as many fans as someone like Jay-Z, I, I don't know. I, I'm not a, not a fan of that. Do you but, think um, it'll come out on, on CD and like vinyl or whatever? Yeah. Uh, I think, I think I saw that it's going to be physical distribution and then Apple music. I don't know yeah. about spot. He has a weird relationship with Spotify. Like he doesn't have hardly any of his albums on Spotify anymore. Right. And it's, it's like, if you go to his, uh, list, it's like collision course stuff with oh, like yeah. Lincoln park yeah. and like all these like random, like, I think watch he the probably doesn't have there. rights to those R- right yeah so he because you know he's a huge stakeholder in title and right um but i don't know hopefully it'll be more accessible i mean we got the the dropbox mp3 so yeah all good for <laughs> if us if you want to hear it you can people. hear it <laughs> yo email us at must go faster pod if you want these yeah. uh, dropbox sure. <laughs> yeah maybe we shouldn't spread uh, that but that's right <laughs> <laughs> or you can find another way but um yeah. Cool. So yeah, we'll we'll like I said, we'll 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 talk. We should do like an all Jay Z pod at some point later this year. For but, sure. Uh, we definitely wanted to uh, to touch base on it a bit. So let's move um let's move on to a few other uh, hip hop albums yeah. that we're feeling that came out in the last few weeks. Um, I know there's two you want to talk about that are kind of more from rappers that have been al- around for a long time, and then I have two from more uh, rappers of of the moment. I would say. So yeah, you want to kick <clears throat> things off with the the two you have in mind. Sure. Um, so just like Jay-Z, these are classic artists that have been around for, you know, our entire lives, I guess. Um, yeah. So starting with Big Boy's new album, uh, Big Boy. it's called Boomiverse, and it came out uh, June 6th. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting title. I'm, I'm into it. Yeah. Um, it. came out on June 16th, so it's pretty new. He had a few uh, a few singles that off it, um, but the album just came out. Um so Big Boy obviously is the one half of the dynamic duo rap uh, group Outkast, which you know we all grew up with mm-hmm. uh, and love. Um, still one of my favorite rap acts of all time. Same. Um, Big Boy is you know he's a Georgia 
raised, born and raised rapper, uh, very like Southern feel to all of his stuff. Um, his solo, this is his third solo album and, you know, it's, it's not, it's not outcast. I'll say that, you know, it's, <laughs> it doesn't have the same sort of like introspective feel that outcast had and like not as an experiment um, i mean andre is such a huge part of outcast and is so like innovative so uh-huh. when you remove him um you know yeah you're gonna lose something right uh, right i did like his other two previous releases yeah um, i thought especially the first one that had like shutterbug and like i felt like it was a very close to an outcast album yeah um, sir lucius left foot the son of chico dusty <laughs> Which came out in uh, 2010. You sound insane. Out loud. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Someone no. Someone just cuts to that. Yeah, that had some really good songs on it. Um, and then his second album was, or second solo album was Vicious Lies and Dangerous Rumors. I haven't spent much time with that album. I've heard it, but um, yeah. I haven't revisited it in a while. Um, yeah, so this album, it's, it's very much like a party album, I'll say. Um, it has a lot of dance vibes to it and, mm-hmm. and sort of just party tracks. Um, it's fun. Uh, it has, you know, some some features like Adam Levine, uh, Killer Mike's on a lot of them, Jeezy, yeah, uh, Sleepy Brown. Um, so I mean, some familiar names. A lot of like, you know, people from early early Outcast days, like Killer Mike. Uh, yeah, it's a fun album that you can listen to all the way through pretty easily without skipping tracks. And I mean, some are better than others. Uh, some kind of miss for me, but. Some of my favorites, uh, actually, the the single that got me interested in the album was In the South. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I think it's number four on the album, and it features uh, Pimp C and Gucci Mane. Um, Pimp C. I haven't heard his name in a while. <laughs> yeah, it's a very southern track. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, very Atlanta. ride in your car with the windows down, yeah, go yeah. slower than the speed limit or whatever. Um, <laughs> right, right, right. It's just, yeah, it's one of those types of songs. Um I like the opening track, uh, Kill Jill. Yeah, yeah. A lot. It has, like, this samurai right, shit. Right. Like, it's, like... And Killer Mike's verse, when he... Like, I think he's first on that track. It's, uh-huh. uh... I, I really... I'm a big fan of Run the Jewels and Killer Mike. And yeah. I just love the way he sounds. He just sounds, like, so big. And, uh-huh. like, just, like, triumphant. Polo to the float You already know, though. It's Adam Ville for real. You see your hoe, just take a photo. Yeah, I really like that that track. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is a cool album. It's not, you know, it's not gonna like change your opinion on Big Boy either way. Uh, it's it's fun. It adds a new, a uh, couple new tracks that maybe you know I'd like to hear Big Boy if I saw a concert. I'd probably like to hear a few of these tracks in concert, which is. Which is saying something because he has so many like great, you know, songs of in his career. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it, I liked it. It's uh, Boomiverse on Big Boy. It's uh, it's on Spotify, Apple, Apple Music, and everything. Um, it's not a title exclusive. It's not, it's not a title <laughs> exclusive. It's more, more available. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Nice. So uh, my second uh, recent album. This came out a little. A little earlier, I think it came out March 24th. Mm. This is the new Raekwon the Chef album. Just Raekwon, but uh, <laughs> he's a member of... Fans, yeah. yeah, Raekwon the Chef was like his Wu-Tang Clan uh, name. Yeah. Um, and this album is called The Wild. Uh, it's it's actually the seventh um, solo album from Wake, Raekwon. <laughs> I don't think I've heard all of his solo albums. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, that's I'm, a lot of content. Yeah, wow, seven albums. I mean, yeah, I, I'm I'm most familiar with his Wu Tang work. I mean, right. it's a man. Wu Tang is just like, I mean, I know it was slightly off topic, but like, just the amount of talent yeah. in Wu Tang, like, and you just consider like how much of a super group they are. Yeah. It's crazy. And <laughs> Raekwon's an awesome MC. I mean, I love his his voice. Oh and yeah, he just sound. He's just like such a natural rapper. You know, it's like he was born to rap. Yeah, he just has like a persona to him and. Yeah. And his voice is so recognizable. Um, he's he's probably most known for his first solo album. Um, besides his Wu Tang stuff, it's uh, only built for Cuban Links, which came out in right. 1995. Mm-hmm. Um, he also had only built for Cuban Links Volume Two, uh, which is not as renowned, but but the original is one of the probably best rap albums of the 90s, which is really saying something. Um, I, I actually, after listening to this album, I went back. I have the CD and I. 
I put it on my car and it's just such a such a great album so I mean I recommend people revisit that one if you haven't in a while um, but this album uh, it has some some features like Lil Wayne yeah I is on a song on called my corner um, which is a good song I mean it's it's like a sort of throwback to like early 2000s Lil Wayne um, mm. is just one verse but I, I liked it. Um, CeeLo Green's on a mm. song called Marvin, which is pretty cool, catchy. Um, one song that really stood out to me is called M&M. M and M. Or, <laughs> sorry, M and N. But oh, it, like okay. said quickly, it's M and N. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, they basically, it's him and this guy called Pure, P-U-R-E. I don't know anything about him, but uh, I like his voice. Um, basically, they just use the letters M and N in like most of the words are just start with that those letters and it's just a really like creative I, I've heard it on songs before but uh it's just a really well done and like it's, it sounds sort of gimmicky but it it actually works really well and it's cool um and another thing that stood out is the intros and the skits I think are I'm not 100% sure but I'm I think it's Raekwon like singing and just sort of like messing around in the studio which Guys like Kendrick Lamar have done where they just sort of like free verse, uh, like they they just record them messing around in the studio and it makes the album. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. And he actually has a really, really good singing voice. Raekwon, really? Yeah, it was cool to hear. It's very angelic. Um, Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I don't know if that's the word I would use, but uh, it's soulful, I would say. Nice, uh, nice, but yeah, it, it's cool, and uh, it's a good album. If you, if anybody out there likes Wu Tang Clan and wants like a throwback sort of feel, like gangster rap, uh, you know, uh, Staten Island rap, mm. uh, this this is a cool album to check out for sure. I lived in New York for seven years, and I the amount of time I've spent in Staten Island is zero. Like, <laughs> I, I, I literally have not stepped foot in Staten Island. Right. I've lived in. New York but you know what uh, you know the vibe yeah, yeah. i'm talking about no no no, totally yeah no i mean it, I, I know yeah wu-ting they're from the boroughs and right um they're probably the best uh product of staten island i would imagine <laughs> sorry if we have any staten island sorry listeners, <laughs> yeah sorry but not a i don't know i, I think mean, we're I, safe, I, need a, I need to visit yeah right right <laughs> um, uh, so yeah i know so your two your two albums you wanted to talk about are a little more uh modern um newer yeah. newer acts so why don't you get into those yeah, so these are two rappers that emerged um, both like, yeah, a few years ago, um, and they both had new albums come out in the last few weeks. So the first artist is Young Thug. So he's been around for since like 2011, has kind of always been a critical darling, but I, I kind of avoided him for a while. Just like he's definitely an acquired taste, um, just how he sounds. But once you acquire that taste, like it's it's damn good and you want to you want more of it. Mm-hmm. And um, his name is so like generic. That was kind of like one. Oh, young thug. Like how many young rappers and <laughs> young thug? Like, I mean, you can't really get more generic than that as like a rap name. But really, his sound is so unique. I mean, he's um, he's also kind of known for like his flamboyant, like fashion style and his album covers and whatnot. Yeah. But I, I really dig his music. I mean, so this new album, it's called Beautiful Thugger Girls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um mm-hmm which uh you know is 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 cool i guess and it's uh it's it's a really good album i think i'm a fan of the opening three tracks a lot it the album in general uses a lot of kind of like guitar and particularly like acoustic guitar at times like the album cover which admittedly is kind of lame like young thug is like holding an acoustic it almost looks like they're just like here's an acoustic guitar young thug like act like you know what you're doing and you just yeah. like posing with it <laughs> um but it's uh the album's like really catchy it's just fun to listen to it has like some ballads for like young thug standards um mm-hmm. one song samples like the bright eye song first day of my life uh in this track called mirror us oh, and uh it's it. probably like his most pop album yeah but it's you know what i really like about young thug is his voice is just like totally it's like alien like i mean yeah. he has like all these different flows and tones like these it's almost like these growls and like yelps and he can get like super low. He can get super high pitched. His voice just like morphs into all these different kinds of things. Yeah. He can rap really fast. He can kind of sing. It sounds like he has like, it's almost like five different people in one song. He mm-hmm. just has like crazy range and he doesn't really sound like anyone else. Yeah. The lyrics, like they don't really matter. Cause you can, <laughs> they're kind of like bizarre lyrics and yeah. kind of like pretty sexual, but like you Very they don't sexual. matter. Cause like you don't, 
you don't even understand them anyway. So it's almost like, like we were talking about Radiohead, not to compare Young Thug to Radiohead, but like how his voice is almost like used as an instrument, the yeah. way Tom York's vote. So it, it almost just seems like it's part of the beat. It's not like, oh, there's vocals and then you have the beat. It's like, it's almost like it seems like it's a like crazy like synthesizer that does like a lot of different things. Yeah, it's definitely just not like, what I expected. Yeah. This this album is not what I expected when I saw the album cover and you told me about it. And I honestly don't know much about Young Thug before this. Um, yeah. It, it's very like... I'd almost describe it as R&B more than rap. Um, yeah, I mean, this this album does have, like, slower... It doesn't have as many, like, upbeat bangers as, yeah. as other tra- uh, other albums. Uh-huh. But um, it's actually... Um, but I, I really like this album. Like, it's very melodic. It's he, cool. He's, a, he's a, just, like, a really good songwriter. And yeah. His EP well, last <laughs> year, um, Slime Season 3. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about Season 1 or 2, but uh, right. Season 3 came can't, out last can't year. Those. And it's, like, a 7- or 8-track EP that's just, like super cohesive and consistent it was in my top 10 album lists uh, of last year Damn. and it's like really good music strangely to like be productive to like it's almost mm. like instrumental because of how his voice sounds like an instrument to the beat and you're not really listening to the lyrics so you can kind of just like throw it on the background and like crank through some some work like it's <laughs> it's it's weirdly like good like album to be productive to yeah, uh, i was thinking it, I, yeah. I was thinking it's a good album to be productive in the bedroom too right uh, in a little different that's what way. i meant yeah i didn't uh, want to go out go there yeah, but, uh, I mean, yeah it is it, it is like it, he's a freak i'll say yeah that. <laughs> i mean i was gonna say uh this is probably the most mentions of the female anatomy on any <laughs> single album i've ever heard and and yeah. like what he would like to do to the that and uh you know his his many examples of his talents uh are just very prevalent very prevalent on the albums highly sexualized here's a a related fun fact now that you bring that up he's 26 and has six children with four different women already well so there you uh, go young thug is uh (laughs) there are a lot of little young thugs rolling around and he's, he's on pace to have like you know by his 40 i can't do the math off the top of my head but i want to say like 14 children with like 11 women <laughs> by well, the time he's 40 if he's on this pace so i hope he keeps cranking d- out albums <laughs> yeah you do you young thug but um i think he's a really interesting artist overall uh his song pick up the phone that came out i believe last year with travis scott uh-huh. is an awesome banger party song that's just like super catchy and fun i if you haven't heard that i'm sure everyone has but it's you know check it out if you haven't so hey real quick yeah, getting yeah. back r- real quick before you go on to the next one getting back to the album covers i just wanted to mention uh the the wild the raekwon album album cover got me really excited uh sort of different than this one that you you didn't love but i love the uh the raekwon album cover i mm. would you know buy the I gotta record analyze that again yeah it's like it's him very new york city classic wu-tang there's like a wu-tang symbol on one of the buildings and there's there's birds flying all around and it's like cartoony, <laughs> yeah. you know, throwback to like the samurai Wu-Tang style. And nice. uh, yeah, I really liked that. Cool. Cool. So uh, yeah, that is young thug. And the other artist that I wanted to quickly touch on is my guy, Vince Staples. Yeah. Uh, kind of an odd name. So he's, long beach Vince native. has been around. I was going to say shout out to long beach. <laughs> yeah. um, he's uh, he's been around for a couple years. His last release was um, in 2015 he came out with an EP last year. Um, his This is a full length called Big Fish Theory, um, mm-hmm. which I think is his second full length. He's had two EPs, and this is his second full length. Um, Summertime 06 is the his last full length, which I'm a huge fan of, like one of my favorite rap albums of the decade. And I really like Ben Staples for a couple of specific reasons. I mean, one, of course, like is his sound. Like he just has a really great flow. It's like mm-hmm. this kind of like high-pitched tone it kind of sounds like southern at times even though he's you know from california it's like a very like slinky flow like he does a really mm. good job of like blending phrases together mm-hmm. seamlessly it's just like a, he's like a very naturally gifted rapper and for sure it's just like a mean street flow that you're just yeah. like you know i am a skinny white hipster but like this guy makes me like think that i have like some connection to the streets which i don't at all but <laughs> i don't know it, it for some reason it, it kind of uh i don't know i kind of like that no, um, no, so I, I totally yeah. understand that as i'm also know, yeah, a skinny I mean, white hipster <laughs> right yeah, yeah totally um you're just taller and you're from you're actually right. living in long beach so you have a little bit more of a connection um <laughs> he uh you know it's just like very precise music i think he selects his beats well and this new album big fish theory 
it's it's much more experimental than summertime 06 and i'm still kind of getting into it it's definitely not as accessible like yeah it, it's kind of an acquired taste and i, I do prefer summertime 06 so far but there's a track that i really want to call out which of course has my boy kendrick and i know oh, you've yeah. done a lot of kendrick's but this track yeah right which i think i I texted you that I yeah. could literally the first time I heard it, I felt my face melt in like, <laughs> real time. Like it was just like my skin was falling off my body. I was out to push like FedEx. Two eleven got bread on me. K dot twice like the side dice, bro like fried rice and jump cover strip. Uh temporary pimp, nah, don't remember them. Just can never yellow jump jumping. Did you love the the Kendrick verse or or the whole I, the song as a whole? Well, or the, the Kendrick beat? verse elevates it and oh my god not yeah. to turn this into like another kendrick love fest but <laughs> dear god i mean it is he is so he's good freaking good i didn't even know he did a good job uh vince of like hiding who was on the album like i didn't know yeah kendrick was gonna be on this album until literally i was hearing it hearing the track for the first time right on the I track listing like, he doesn't put the features which i, I know it's was yeah a interesting right it's not listed on spotify so when i when i see kendrick pop up yeah and his verse starts i mean there's a part in the verse where like it's it's like the last phrase where his voice like drops a bit it becomes slightly distorted and it sounds like like his voice and the beat up like merge into one it, it's almost like like a, when a parasite latches onto its host and, like it just like becomes so i don't know it fits together so well in symbiotic the <laughs> yeah symbiotic right that's exactly the word i'm, I'm looking for shout out <laughs> to uh biology um the beat on this yeah right track is so freaking insane like the way yeah. the bass rattles and rumbles yeah. there's like these it almost sounds like a radiate like you're like some of the drum hits are like taking like a baseball bat to like a radiator or something yeah, I was like i say like uh <laughs> drumsticks on like trash can tops yeah. and like uh oh what's that what's that group um shoot that act where they like uh they just hit on different uh like pieces of metal yeah uh, no shoot, yeah. i should have thought of that before but anyway yeah uh, yeah it's like a very like tinny and metallic mm -hmm. beat yeah. and uh yeah it's just unique like you you probably haven't heard any beat like it yeah it's just like these like there's like these huge like 808 bass hits and when kendrick comes in and like he starts out where the, the drums cut out and then they come back in and it's just like, I, really like there's like nothing else I want to hear. Like it's it's yeah. just I'm just such a fan of his and Stomp. Um, I was thinking yeah. of Stomp. You know that? Oh, have yeah, you ever yeah, seen yeah, that yeah. before? No, yeah, it's but like I'm a familiar, the yeah. theatrical act where they just uh, like play different things as instruments and it's uh, really cool. Like they put together their beats and this this beat made me think of that. Yeah. So Vince, I think he's. He's very underrated. I mean, mm -hmm. he's successful. Like he's been a, it's interesting how he kind of operates in this space where I don't think he'll ever be like a mainstream artist. Mm -hmm. um, but I think he'll have a very long career. Like I was trying to think of a comparison. Like it's almost reminds me of like, like Pusha T or the game, like someone mm -hmm. who's like very credible and good at what they do, but have nev has never had like a top 10 radio. Yeah. They don't have the really... breakthrough, like mass, mass. And they don't uh, really market. try to, Yeah, you know, they don't, they don't, I can't, none of those rappers are really like commercial. So like, I can see him just like being content with like being this rapper who's like never, you know, he'll never like, I think do a very commercial album or have some like big radio smash, but He's super talented, and I think um, one thing I wanted to point out uh, on him is I saw him live uh, like a year ago mm -hmm. or like a year and a half ago in the winter at this really uh, cool club in, in Brooklyn, and it was he put on a great show. It was like very energetic, but he's so like funny, actually. Mm -hmm. Like I don't know if you've seen him in interviews. Um, like I know he did a lot of stuff with, like The Ringer and like GQ and Pitchfork. Like a lot of media companies like to have him on because he's like he's just got a really funny personality and interesting look on things. And mm -hmm. he um during the rap concert, like he was so funny that it it felt like I was getting like both a really good rap show and like stand-up comedy for the price of one like i was huh. like bursting out laughing at some of these things he was saying in between songs and he just yeah has, like, i remember really you good, telling me that com uh -huh. yeah comedic timing and i was like man this dude's just like an entertainer yeah and uh I'm, i recommend like just like youtubing some of his interviews because he's like really just funny he's real he's just i don't know really funny and, and cool. a really talented rapper so i noticed uh, uh, yeah. uh the, the first song on the album crabs in a bucket it has yeah. features justin vernon as a writer and producer also oh, known Bun as bony Vare. yeah nice which oh, is cool yeah, yeah he's um, i mean yeah he's been doing more rap stuff over the last yeah definitely uh, he's good friends so. with kanye um yeah, yeah. 745 was a song that stood out to me as like an, yeah. another banger uh 
Bag Back, which I, I know came out as a single like in February, yeah. long mm-hmm. before the album came out, was a really cool song for me. Uh, yeah, it's a really good album. Like you said, it's it's not the most relatable, and it's it's kind of a very mixed album. Like it it has a lot of variety to it, which is cool. Um, and yeah, I, I definitely really enjoyed this. Uh, so you mentioned like none of these songs are probably radio hits per se. Um, the one, just getting back to Big Boy real quick, I, I forgot to mention this song All Night. Mm. If it's all right, oh, yeah. I want to kick it with you all night, all night. Woo. Have a good time. Ain't got to worry because it's all right, it's all right. Uh, I don't know if you listened to that song on the Big Boy album. That's out of all four of these albums, that's probably the one song that I could see as being like a radio uh, slash club hit for the summer. So yeah, uh, check out the single All Night from uh, from the Big Boy Boomiverse album. <laughs> nice. So let's transition into some some movie talk. Um, yeah. I think we've got uh, some good rap content. There's our five yeah, albums they, that we're, uh, we're checking out. Um, but yeah, yeah let's, sorry if people haven't heard these albums. Uh, it's, <laughs> if you don't like rap, wrong, but... I guess the first half yeah. of this episode <laughs> for you. But hopefully you are a fan of some good blockbuster movies because right now yeah. we are in a... A sweet spot, I think, for for summer movies, which we'll, sure. we'll get to in a bit. And so we both saw Baby Driver, yes. um, which just came out this week. I saw it last night. You saw it a few nights ago. Uh-huh. And um, we want to do kind of like a review, a review of it because I think we have a lot to say. Um, so this is a movie. Yeah, are we doing that, spoilers here? Yeah, I was thinking. I mean, I have like one or two things that kind of touch on spoilers. Um, yeah. Maybe I'll be. I don't know. Like, uh, let's. Maybe like light spoilers. Okay. Is that, is that fair? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, yeah, for yeah. sure. All right. So this movie, it came out, I, I first heard about it, um, it premiered at South by Southwest back in March of this year. And it was one mm-hmm. of those movies that just had like massive buzz the night it premiered. Like people were like, you know, tweeting their reactions, be like, oh, you guys are going to love this one. And right. I remember they released the trailer right after that. And it was one that I just like kept rewatching. It was a movie on our uh, 10 movies to look forward episode that we did yeah. a few months ago. And um, it's a new movie from Edgar Wright. Mm -hmm. And so this is really fresh in our minds. Um, And the movie stars Ansel Elgort, who plays Baby. And it also stars Jamie Foxx, John Hamm, Kevin Spacey, uh, Elsa Gonzalez, who's kind of the female lead. I I didn't Uh, get the name. Actually, Lily James. Lily James is the lead. Uh, Oh, right. Who's the, um, I think, Gonzalez. Eliza Gonzalez. She plays Darlene. Right. Yeah. I think it's like really good chemistry between all of them. And Mm -hmm. overall, I think this is like a really fun movie um you know yeah what what did you think i mean we have a lot to talk about here um there are things that i i didn't love about it but there were things that were really strong and overall this is a super enjoyable uh summer blockbuster oh yeah um original story and uh really executed really well and a couple really standout scenes where i was just like whoa how the hell did they pull that off yeah, so you mentioned Edgar Edgar Wright wrote and directed this movie, and I've been reading up since I saw it, just some articles, you know, interviews with him and such. Uh, this is a very, very personal movie for him. Uh, apparently, he basically has been writing this movie since he was, like, in his 20s, and he's now in his 40s. Uh, it's yeah. It's been sort of a concept in the back of his mind, and he's been working on the soundtrack and... Uh, all the the scenes and things in his head for many many years he he claims um and it's very obvious in the, in the way that it's like directed um and so obviously the the soundtrack the soundtrack drives the movie ben um, <laughs> but <laughs> uh yeah the soundtrack is basically the movie so the the concept behind this is baby uh played by Ansel Elgort uh has tinnitus in his ears um because of a an accident during his childhood so he has this deep ringing in his ears and so he drowns it out by playing music um constantly in in, in like ipod headphones and he has you know 20 ipods or whatever with yeah. different playlists on it and basically he lives his life like through these ipod playlists and he is this super talented driver, um, sort of caught in this crime scene because of uh, something that happened. Uh, it's it's very briefly touched on. Uh, yeah, how he even got into the situation. Yeah, they never... I mean, it's like 10 seconds in the very beginning of the movie. Kevin Spacey uh, explains why he is stuck in this situation of like driving these for these criminals. But basically, he 
is being held captive by Kevin Spacey, who's like this crime boss. Um, and he's forced to drive for all these uh, big crimes and he's the getaway driver. But uh, so all of the scenes basically are we hear the music playing that he's listening to. So it's like this the diegetic. Do you remember that? that term from uh from our film classes at Radford the diegetic music which is like no, you hear no. you hear uh the music is sort of uh what the soundtrack is what's playing in the movie itself like mm. or, I'm sorry that's yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a bad it's way like of explaining it. it's way. it's what's on sc- or what the characters are hearing is what we're hearing so yeah yeah it, and that's the whole concept of this movie is everything yeah. the character is hearing is what we're hearing and that's the soundtrack right. for the movie so yeah and that's very clear like in the first scene right off the bat it's like yeah it's very clear like oh this is something different it's it's like this mu- i heard someone that compared like you know musical like heat yeah. you know there are parts that reminded me of the movie heat like the shootouts and the violence uh-huh. um and then yeah, I mean, the music is obviously a huge part of this um, this movie. And, I mean, one scene where I thought, like, it was so expertly tied into, like, the rhythm of the scene and other sounds we were hearing is that that shootout scene in, like, the second half with, like, the crooked cops. I think it's, like, that tequila song Yeah, playing. the tequila, yeah. Dude, it was so, like, the rhythm of the song and, like, the drum beats, like, uh-huh. matched up with, like, the gunshots. Right. I was like whoa like yeah. this is so hard to pull off so like, i don't know how he did that they were actually playing the music on set so that the actors could time it out and they did a lot of choreography with the music and with the actors trying to time up the you know like the bang 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 it yeah. like goes with the beat of right. the song and and so they it's it's not just the editing here that did this it's it's actually the way they did the choreography and stuff which is and it really it it rings true and like you can you can feel that as you're watching the movie and just little little timing things like i i just i'm excited to watch it again and just yeah i wanted to rewatch it after seeing it like um it has yeah i think this is a movie that has a lot of rewatchability to it oh yeah um, it's gonna be a cult classic yeah yeah i think it's um you know it's also just refreshing that it's not based off of any established material this all came from edgar wright's head and right i mean year by year you're just that those kind of projects that are being made are like dwindling more and more. A lot of Mm -hmm. them are moving towards TV. So this is kind of like a, a win for like movies. Yeah. Like this was made in its original material and it was well reviewed and hopefully it'll make it. And it's like an auteur. Yeah. It's an auteur story. He has uh, a very, very personal. Edgar Wright has a very, I mean, his style is very distinct. Um, you know, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz are probably his biggest movies. Yeah. The world's end. That tree. He's got a great, yeah, great at, he did the Scott Pilgrim as well. He's just, mm-hmm. like, really good at tying in music and, like, really, like, kinetic, like, energy and, yeah. and uh, editing. He's, like, a master editor. I don't know if he uses, like, a specific editor for each of his movies, but that's definitely, like, a trademark of his of his types of, of movies. For and, sure. Um, another scene that I really enjoyed was the, uh, the chase on foot, like, throughout. Yeah. It, it was in, like, the last 30 minutes, and mm-hmm. it was just, like... It was cool, like, I mean, there's a lot, obviously a lot of car chases and, like, car action sequences in this movie, but it was mm-hmm. cool to, like, have him, like, chase on foot, and I don't know, I feel like that the chase on foot is, like, a lost art form, like, I feel like if it, they're done, like, executed right, they're, mm-hmm. like, just, like, really suspenseful, the choreography is amazing, like, how many different rooms and places it goes in, like, how close he is to being caught, and I just remember that scene just being, like, really fun to watch. Yeah, what is that song called for that scene? Oh, yeah, um, I forget, yeah, I actually thought the music, I mean... I thought it was going to be a little more memorable. Like I, there wasn't many times where I was like, Oh, I got it. I haven't heard that song. And so I'm going to go listen to no. it. Like I'll definitely save like the album on Spotify. Like, yeah, well it, back, there's but, a playlist you know. on, I was going to mention there's a playlist already with all pretty much all the songs in the movie yeah. on Spotify. Uh, um, so yeah. well real quick. I, yeah. So it's not, I mean, they're not like, uh, you know, radio hits in this soundtrack. It's no, very, no, no. very much like, songs from uh edgar wright's life and things like i said he's been sort of collecting he actually said he wanted to make a point of all the songs in this soundtrack or for the most part are things that have not been featured in other soundtracks and that it it very much stands alone um Mm -hmm. the so apparently the song that sort of inspired him in in his 20s to start thinking of this concept was the the very first song uh in the the first chase scene in the movie it's uh called bell bottoms Mm -hmm. by the john spencer blues explosion (laughs) 
he was a young director. He was actually making his first movie at the time, and he he just didn't really know like what his career arc was going to be, obviously, and like where what sort of direction he wanted to go. And he was like, I heard this song, and I just pictured this uh, car escape scene to this song, and I just it was like timed out to the the beat, just like we see in this entire movie. And he was like, that's what got me started on this on this movie is just hearing that song and being like, this would be a really cool chase escape scene. Um, and that's, that's what started it. Yeah. It's always so cool when you hear, yeah. Like the origin stories of movies. Like yeah. I remember like they can start with just, I think a lot of movies, they just start with this very specific idea they have in their head mm-hmm. and they like, they know they want to see that on film and then it just right. expands from there. Like I remember for example, a very different type of director, but David Lynch, like, the movie blue velvet like it literally just started like he had this vision of like a severed ear in like, grass <laughs> yeah like that was it like in in it like it literally just started with that idea and then he just built out this world and this movie that's considered you know an american classic yeah. from there so um yeah no that's cool to hear how how like the origin story of inspiration yeah and then um, I, I wanted to touch quickly on uh the very first scene after after that opening chase scene is uh we see Ansel Elgort uh, sort of like dancing through the streets to the song Harlem Shuffle by Bob and Earl. Mm-hmm. And apparently that was the very first day on set and they were still sort of like ironing out the concept of like how are we going to choreograph uh, the actors to the music and so apparently that was the first day and Ansel like still didn't quite sh- know what was going on with the <laughs> the way he was supposed to perform it uh and if you go back and watch that I'm excited to see it again after reading this um it was the very first day of shooting and they they just pulled it off and I thought it was really cool it, like it reminded me of singing in the rain you know where he's like dancing <laughs> yeah, through yeah. the streets to the beat and like <laughs> all the you know the construction workers like bang on something and that's in the beat and he's you know hits hits something on the the wall or whatever and that's the drum beat it, i just thought it was really cool and it took me uh you know Ansel Elgort it it took me a minute to really like buy him in this so, performance he has such a baby face you could say yeah um, he looks like he's perfectly you know, 15 put, yeah. I know he was in the running to be um young Han Solo he was oh, like, really? in, like the top five which I could kind of see um it's yeah it's a good performance like I think for sure you know he he has a lot of potential he's not like I want to talk a little bit about Jamie Foxx's performance who I think really stood out as like I mean Kevin Spacey of course is like such a professional and yeah. good and everything but i think jamie fox like that was the strongest performance and like i think maybe ansel's performance because he's like so young and, and kind of new to acting like he kind of not paled in comparison to like some of these like giants in acting like kevin spacey john and ham jamie fox but yeah yeah john ham who's i mean obviously like don draper is one of the best characters in television history <laughs> one of the best performances but um this yeah, is much different <laughs> yeah right right and i i thought jamie fought like he's he's evil he's really funny it's just i you forget sometimes just how like charismatic he is and like how good he can be um so i i, I really liked his performance yeah i i do want to say so overall yeah really liked this movie um and liked it almost about as much as i thought i i would when i had high expectations i will say i, I do want to talk a few things like i wasn't as much of a huge fan of sure um, yeah what would you give this what was your rating like out of yeah five? i was gonna ask i i um well, out of five, I like to do out of ten with okay. decimal points. Sure, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, so I have this right now as like an eight point four out of ten. Okay. Um, which is good. Like eight. If I get up in the eights, like it's 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 good. It's strong. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, it's not. It wasn't in the nine out of ten territory mm-hmm. for me. I mean, maybe upon other rewatches, it could uh could rise to the nines. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I mean eight point four. I I would say that like. Get Out and Logan are still my two favorite movies of the year so far, but this yeah. is probably my third. Um, yeah. And, you know, there's a lot coming out this summer uh, that could go above that and later this year. But um, I think the biggest thing that stood out to me that was kind of distract a detractor is the last 45 minutes are definitely messy and a bit uneven um Mm. things they don't like fall apart but there's a lot going on it's there's a real it's an exciting climax and it's like super action-packed but i felt like it was just 
when certain characters died and, and, and just like how it kept going and going, it was a little run on and it, it mm-hmm. was just, it was just, it felt a little messy to me. Mm. Um, but, but still like, I mean, the movie in general is very well paced mm-hmm. and, um, I mentioned, yeah, that I thought the music was going to be a little more memorable in terms of like, Oh, that song is, what is that? I've never heard that. Or like, let me go back and listen to that. Um, one thing I will say the most unrealistic part of the movie for me is, baby using stock ipod headphones oh yeah <laughs> like why isn't he you know i get like like it's not gonna drown out like those <laughs> headphones are not i mean as we all know who has an iphone like they're not like canceling out too much here i mean i right. think he could really benefit from a pair of nice bose noise canceling headphones but i'm a huge, work I'm a huge bose, advocate <laughs> i know i'm a i'm a huge noise canceling headphones advocate yeah, so um, i hear you yes, you are too yeah and um you know one other thing that i thought was you know, kind of a con to the movie is I think we mentioned it was shot in Atlanta. Originally it was going to be shot in LA, but few, uh, for a variety of reasons, they decided to shoot it in Atlanta last minute. Okay. And, you know, Atlanta, no offense to Atlanta, but it, it's kind of boring looking. Like there's a lot of just kind of like empty lots and highways and yeah. generic buildings, but it's, it's cheap to shoot there. And there's like tons right. of space because Atlanta is such a sprawling city. Georgia but, film. Yeah, I don't. I, I a lot of like comic book movies. I think are shot there yeah. too, when they just need to orchestrate these like huge action sequences. But it's just the not. Walking Dead. Yeah, it's just not that interesting to look at. So sure. while the cinematography was really good, I thought like the setting kind of suffered a bit from shooting in Atlanta. Yeah. So um. Well, yeah. You, I don't know. What, yeah. I'm glad you mentioned the cinematographer. Sorry to cut you off there. Um, uh, the guy who was a cinematographer, director of photography, is this guy named Bill Pope, uh, who did all three Matrix movies, and uh, he did recently The Jungle Book um, and some throwbacks some from our childhood, Clueless, uh, Blank Check, Fire oh, in the Sky. I almost watched Blank Check the other night. Yeah, so it's on Netflix. Bill Pope. Yeah, so um, <laughs> I thought it was... It's on Netflix, yeah. It is. I love that movie. Um, but yeah, it's. I thought it was very gritty and, and uh, like he did most of the stunts in camera. It's not a lot of CG here, which I think really made the, the movie have the feel of being natural and, and raw. And uh, yeah, very... so the driving is all practically done. Like they didn't use yeah. any CGI or green screen, which you can tell the cartoon yeah. sequences. Yeah. It, it gives I always it, like, appreciate that gravity. And it's like, yep, those are really cars on the road doing these stunts. And yeah, that, that definitely enhances the enhances the film. So quickly to get to my rating on this. Um, yeah. If, if I'm going on your scale, I'd probably give it an 8.8. I, I initially gave it a 4.5 out of 5. Out of 5, um, yeah, yeah. So this is but high. if we're doing out of 10, I'll, I'll put it slightly under a 9 at an 8.8. Um, mm. I mean, nitty-gritty detail here. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I thought, I mean, it, it's a very original movie, and it's super fun. It's rewatchable. Like, this is the type of movie I would actually buy. Totally. Because it's so rewatchable and... Um, you know, I'm, I'm really interested in the soundtrack. Uh, I, I sort of have to disagree with you on the, on the soundtrack where you were slightly underwhelmed by it. I, I thought it was great. And, mm. uh, there's some, some songs on here. Like I, I maybe even didn't even notice that they were in the movie, like going back and listening to, or looking at the track listing. I did, I maybe didn't even realize that that song was playing or whatever. So I'm excited to watch it again. Um, I was going to ask you what, what, music or which song uh stood out to you like uh which which usage of a track uh Mm -hmm. was the coolest to you i will i will give my example first um and this is something that uh edgar wright mentioned in an interview that i read um he wanted to use uh like samples from songs uh but use i'm sorry songs that have been sampled but use the original yeah yeah so the one that stood out to me was david mccollum and david axelrod's the edge which is the sample used by dr dre at the beginning of the next episode yeah yeah yeah. that stood out to me Yeah, so that that I thought they were gonna do next episode, but then like it obviously no, it's, it's that just the intro. <laughs> it's it's the sample uh, that Dre used on that beat is that original song. So that was really cool. He mentioned that one specifically. Um, nice. Did you have something that stood out to you as like a favorite song? You mentioned the tequila, I guess, tequila, for that yeah. shootout scene. 
the way they just like infused the music into that scene was like yeah jaw dropping well and even that song was like a different version of tequila it was like some remix with a different <laughs> uh drum usage which he said has never been in a soundtrack before so yeah i thought that was cool yeah yeah, that's the one that stood out the most to me. Um, I'd have to, yeah, I want to go back and listen to the soundtrack. It'll, like, refresh my memory on exactly what was used. Um, yeah. Something I wanted to point out, too, kind of looking through the IMDb trivia, I read that uh, Emma Stone was actually originally going to play Deborah, who I oh. guess is the, 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 the love interest yeah. in the movie, and but she actually dropped out to make La La Land, which she Interesting. won an Oscar for. Yeah. It would have been crazy, though. Like, man, it, the cast itself is already, like, super star-studded when you have Kevin Spacey, John Hamm, Jamie Foxx. Like, you add, like, Emma Stone in there. Like, that's yeah. that's a heavy lineup right there. Well, I'm glad you mentioned La La Land because I would say this movie, uh, you know, stood up to <laughs> anything in La La Land. Like, the the musical sense of it. Like, it's, yeah. it's almost a musical without the characters singing, you know? Right, um, yeah. So yeah, it's it's a good comparison to uh, a movie, obviously. Yeah. Highly rated last last year. I was gonna ask you, who's your favorite character in the movie? Uh, um, I, like I think maybe a side character that you really like. Yeah, Jamie Fox. I mean, yeah. I think Jamie Fox is my favorite. Um, I mean, as I mentioned, Kevin Spacey's great in everything. Mm-hmm. I like the character of Baby. I liked his his style. I maybe want to get one of those jackets. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, that hipster. I say that you know <laughs> stood out to me. Um, yeah. Uh, so I wanted to mention a uh, shout out to uh, this guy, CJ Jones, who played Joseph, uh, who was baby's foster father. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he He's was good. he was deaf. And so it, it kind of worked perfectly uh, that, you know, baby could play the music in the house all the time. Uh, he had this huge vinyl collection, which I loved. Um, and yeah, I just thought uh, this character of Joseph brought a lot of heart to the movie and the scene where he drops him off, uh, well, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil anything, but the scene at the end, you know what I'm talking about with, yeah. with that character was very touching and, uh, you know, I almost had a little creeper tear there. Ooh. Um, but you, but you yeah, caught it. Yeah. I th- <laughs> yeah, I caught it. I caught it and smashed it. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. And I chugged a beer. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, Baby Driver, I think. You know, we wanted to talk a bit about like how it's a nice addition to an already pretty strong summer for movies so far. I mean, yeah, it started out a little slow with uh, Alien Covenant, but I think between you know Wonder Woman, which I know you've seen, I haven't seen that yet, but it's on my to see list. Yeah, that had got really good reviews and was kind of a huge smash hit. Mm-hmm. It's kind of saving the DC universe, and then we have. The Big Sick, which I'm going to see soon, um, which is the Apatow-produced really excited for heartfelt that. dramedy uh-huh. that's getting really great reviews. Um, that's coming out. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, mm-hmm. actually, is... Uh, next weekend. It's coming out, I believe. Yeah, next weekend. Um, it's... I've heard the kind of like a John Hughes-style like high school comedy, so it mm. almost feels like a Home Alone or like Breakfast Club, but okay. within the framework of a comic book movie, and I feel like that can make it seem really fresh. Apparently, uh, Tom Holland, who plays Spider-Man, is is really good and just yeah. like oh, it's a welcome like new face. He from, seems like, really good, Andrew Garfield. So that's on deck. Mm-hmm. Um, we have War for Planet of the Apes, which is getting scorching hot buzz, like lava buzz. hot fire. Yeah, um, it is. It is like flame getting, emoji. Yeah, and it's apparently just like a super adult like blockbuster it's emotional it's this war movie it's ambitious and i'm, yeah. I'm really excited for that i think that was I, one that slipped through the cracks in our 10 movies to look forward to but it is. i'm definitely excited for it yeah i mean i i i've seen the same you know reviews and reaction that you've seen i the trailer just doesn't excite me that much though oh, yeah. I, I i don't know i mean i've seen the original or the first two from this uh you know Are you modernized anti-ape? version no, I mean <laughs> you're anti no. right? You're very pro ape. Okay, I don't want to slander yeah, you for sure. Uh, you know, I'm rooting. I think I'm rooting for the apes in these films, but <laughs> yeah, no, I, that, I, that's kind of the idea. I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'll definitely see it because it's it's getting such you know critical buzz. But it it's probably not one that I'm most excited about. Um, something that I wanted to mention real quick was a trailer that I saw the other day. Um. For Wind River, mm-hmm. which is the new um, Taylor Sheridan film, um, he is the writer of Sicario and Hell or High Water, which uh, over the past two years have been two of my favorite movies of the year. Um, 
he wrote and directed this new movie, Wind River. Um, it, it features or it stars Jeremy Renner and Elizabeth Olsen. Um, and it's it's this sort of uh, it looks to be a, a murder mystery that takes place on an Indian reservation. Um, and Elizabeth Olsen plays like a rookie FBI agent who's investigating the murder. Uh, it looks really, really fascinating and, and suspenseful. Uh, it comes out think, in August? Yeah, August 4th. So pretty soon. I mean, about a month. Yeah, part of the summer. Yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, we also have uh, Dunkirk, of course. Dunkirk, which July is new... 21st. Yeah, it's it's in that I saw on Twitter some, I mean, no reviews have come out of it yet, but I saw someone that said they like, I don't know how reliable the sources but i saw him say like it's awesome and like it actually has like the guy said like had minimal dialogue oh. which i um cool. which i'm kind of into because i think nolan as much of a fan of his like sometimes his writing and like storytelling can get clunky and since uh-huh. this is based off an historical event and if it's more just like visual and has like a very straightforward story like i could see this being really good i can already see like the line like his best movie since inception, um, yeah. which I'm sure I think a lot of critics will say if it's good. Cause I think his last two faltered a little bit. So it's a, it's kind of a killer stretch of summer movies we're in right now. It's yeah. a, I think we're in a sweet spot and, you know, especially compared to last summer was just like a black hole of suck. Uh, <laughs> like it was yeah. just so, I mean, you had a few things that I liked, like, you know, the nice guys, like civil war was pretty cool. Right. Like Sasha's party. But Oh my God, if you look back at what was released last summer, it was awful yeah. we're already like light years ahead of that and it's we're not true even in, we just started july yeah so i mean you could do like a, a, a top five for the year so far and it's it's a really it, solid top yeah. five i mean i don't know how many of these films are like the oscar films like i mean right now. get out may may end up yeah and even logan something. i could see um maybe i just because it's such an adult which one uh uh logan oh sure i could see that maybe yeah. getting some oscar buzz yeah and i don't th- so yeah i don't think like any of these summer movies we mentioned are necessarily like Oscar contenders, but are like maybe Dunkirk. Movie- yeah. Or, you know, and maybe wind river, right. <laughs> maybe more, more, all of them actually. No, it, it's, <laughs> yeah. it, there are at least reasons to get into a theater for sure. Support your local movie chain. And, yeah. and you know, don't, don't just watch Netflix this summer. There's a right. lot of really good stuff out there. And I think know, uh, baby um, driver will yeah. probably come away with an Oscar for either sound mixing or sound yeah. uh, editing, editing. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Or just that, editing. But, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, well, but it's, yeah. Do you want to, uh, I mean, I, I could talk about wonder woman for a second. Um, you know, we yeah, mentioned I that's mean, probably I, the big smash. It. Yeah, I won't go too far into it, but uh, I really liked it. Um, Gal Gadot. Heard Chris Pine is really good. In it. Yeah, Chris Pine and Gal Gadot, who plays uh, Wonder Woman. Chris Pine plays sort of her her love interest and the si- second lead in the movie was really great. He brings a lot of comedy and heart to it. Uh, Gal Gadot was just amazing. Uh, one of the best like lead actor performances guess, yeah. in a comic book movie, I would say. Nice. Um, this was film that- was... Uh, it's getting a lot of attention that the the fact that this movie was directed by a, a woman, uh, Patty Jenkins, and I'm a little like over and tired and sort of baffled by the amount of attention. Like everybody's so shocked that a that a woman could pull <laughs> off a successfully directed comic book movie. Like these movies are so complex <laughs> right. and yeah, no, it's like yeah. come on. I mean, yeah. of course they can. <laughs> yeah, know? it's yeah, like yeah. that. I thought that was getting way too much run, but. Uh, she, I thought Patty Jenkins did a great job of directing and brought a lot of heart to the story. Um, I thought the the first and second act are amazing. Like I would have given given them a ten, and maybe mm. like my my favorite hour of a comic book movie uh, in a long time. Nice. But the third act falls into some of the the Formulaic. tropes and and yeah. sort of uh, shortcomings of a lot of these comic book movies for me. But mm-hmm. it's still it had some heart to it that a lot of them lack. Um, so I, I, I thought it was still really solid, but I thought it maybe, maybe went on a little too long and uh, didn't end. Yeah. It's always like that I was hoping for two hours and 20 minutes. That runtime yeah. is a little like, eh. <laughs> do I want to yeah. spend 140 minutes in the theater? I mean, but I, I do <laughs> want to see it in theaters. Um, and yeah, I, like, as you said, I've, I've heard all, you know, it has a lot of heart and yeah. it's just like by far the kind of saving like the DC universe. Um, 
from the filth of Suicide Squad and right. Batman vs Superman, which was the worst movie of the last ten years that I've seen. So uh, yeah, I'm, I, I want to I want to see Wonder Woman and all these Justice movies. League looks pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it could. Yeah, I mean, I think maybe DC has has um, what is it righted the, the ship righted the ship a little bit. Yeah. yeah, and I'm excited for the Batman, which is going to actually be directed by. I think his name's Matt Reeves, who did the Planet of the Apes series oh. and is like starting to come out with like he sees it as like this very detective, like noir style driven movie that's like mm-hmm. I saw him like mention like Hitchcock is like a big influence for a Batman movie. So I think cool. that could be really cool. I think that's not coming out till like two two years from now. Right. But um could be, you know, part of this like DC kind of figuring it out after Marvel is kind of steamed ahead of them in terms of like well received movies. But uh yeah, I mean, this summer, though, I mean, there's there's a lot out there and looking forward to talking about a lot of these movies over the next few months. Yeah, for sure. A couple, an, another, a couple more uh, summer blockbuster types that come out in September, um, American Assassin and Stronger. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you've seen these two trailers. American Assassin, uh, it stars Michael Keaton and Dylan O'Brien, and it's it looks a lot like Shooter, the Mark Wahlberg movie that came out uh, like five or ten years ago. Um, I don't know. It's just this looks like a really cool uh, shoot 'em up type uh, action movie, uh, and then Stronger, directed by David Gordon Green, um, comes out September twenty second, uh, starring Jake Gyllenhaal and Tatiana Maslany. Um, it's about the Boston Marathon bombing. Um, yeah, I've heard of that one. Yeah, yeah. It looks it looks to me more interesting than Patriots Day, which came out last year with Mark Wahlberg. Um, it's it's a it's a based on a true story about this guy Jeff Bauman who lost both of his legs in the bombing, and it just looks to be a very dramatic and touching uh, movie. And uh, I even got a little got a little emotional in the trailer just watching it. Uh, oh, it looks man. looks like a really good one. Yeah. Nice. So, uh, yeah, I think just to wrap things up, uh, that's it for this episode of Must Go Faster. Thanks so much, as always, uh, for listening. And if you like what you heard, please remember to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher. Tell a friend about it. And check out our website at mustgofasterpod.com, where all our episodes are, are hosted. So, yeah, thanks. Yeah, thanks again for listening, as always. Until next time, here's a quote from Ansel Elgort as Baby from Baby Driver. I have to end this. I have to end this.